delicious. Hello, welcome to New York Talk. Uh, the Euros is over, so it's time to get serious and talk about another team that will probably eventually break our hearts again um, in Rotherham United. So we are going to talk about some Euro stuff tonight. We are going to cover the final off a little bit, uh, as much as we can stomach to talk about. Um, we've got a part gate game to talk about, uh, talk about the trip away the players have in Hungary, and then we're going to do the transfer talk, which is still a little bit quiet, <laughs> as things stand. Um, we've got the standard team. We've got the standard team. We've got myself. Mick is with us. I'm grumpy Mick. Hello. Um, ben has still got his bright pink um, arm cast. at one cast. There you go. Um, still, still injured, Ben. Yeah, it actually comes off in two weeks. So it's all right. Okay. Is that so? Not that anyone. Uh, no, I'm sure they don't. Uh, and we've got. Podcast debut tonight. Uh, Danny Oden Glazer has joined us today. If you, people will know his work from the website, cheers for joining us, Danny. No worries. Thank you for having me. Um, so, I said Danny went to the Parkgate game, as, you, as I'm sure you've all watched, listened to what listened, no, read no. his report. Read. Um, since us three all missed it, we thought it was very important to have somebody who was there at the game. So, Danny's going to cover that with us and everything else in between. Uh, so, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy it. I hope everybody else enjoys it. I'm not too boring, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we can't be as boring as someone else, so it's fine, mate. <laughs> Apparently, we're the three most boring people in Rotherham. I've seen this before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mick's not taking it good, don't we? No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't hang on to things, as you are very well aware. I just, I, I, it comes into my life, and I let it go again. Gavin Ward. I'm more thinking Michael Oliver, 2013, but yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, yeah. yeah. Don't um, no, uh, so we're, we're going to start by finishing. We talked about the Euros last time on the last episode. Um, we're going to finish off by talking the Euros. We'll start by finishing off the Euros today. Um, everybody knows what happened. Mick, England, it's what happens, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. I don't find myself massively disappointed, to be honest. Um, well, I don't. I'm used to it. And and, and I said that in all seriousness. I, I am genuinely used to it. I supported Rotherham all my life. So <laughs> it, it, that sort of that sort of disappointment you, you become used to. Um, and, and I supported England all my life. And, you know, I, I think they have performed exceptionally well. I think they've been outstanding for, for just about the whole of the tournament. And there's been some real sort of um, breakout players for me. Uh, within it, within that squad, um, Calvin Phillips for one, for me has just been absolutely immense. I think he's been fantastic. Um, but but as a whole, I think the squad's done really well. I think Gareth Southgate's really really got him on the right track. And 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 I, you know what, Sunday night's just a start for me. It is definitely one of the best England squads I've seen. Yeah, it's one of the most exciting, certainly. The young players yeah. we've got in the squad is yeah. as good as I can ever remember. Uh, Danny, I, I got a message from a friend yesterday, and I felt the same. He said, is it still okay to feel sad the day after? And now on Tuesday, I'm still feeling quite sad about it. I assume you're just the same. It's just gut, gut ripped out of you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, you you can't help but feel sad, really. We've lost a, a final at an international mm-hmm. level. I mean, we don't know. We might never experience the European final again. But, you know, you, you have to feel pride for the country as well because we've finally got over that bridge of we haven't got to a European final since 66. Mm-hmm. And now that we've done it, we can kick on and win one. And you've seen on social media and just all over the internet, we're going to win the World Cup 2022 now. <laughs> it's, it's nailed on, it's nailed on. But, you know, the way the players have performed, it's surpassed all expectations for an England squad. Mm. I mean, Mick supported them a lot longer than me, but I got into football during the golden generation. And it's like, for the golden generation, because of who they are as players, not because of what they did uh, mm. with England. But I think this little community of players that we've got now should be called the new golden generation just from what they've achieved. Yeah, I agree. They've been superb. I love them. Ben, uh, you always have something to pick out and nitpick on. Yeah. Just full of pride or have you got some sort of um, Listen, I know Mick said it's, it's England, but it's not England. We got to a final. That's not what it's England not, do. So I'm, yeah. I'm quite happy because... Uh, I think France are our only competitors. I think I think Italy were awful. I think the next <laughs> year. Well, well, they were. Benucci's mixed age. mixed age. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know how yeah, the. I don't the, know how the, the type of guys you'd follow them right into battle, wouldn't you? They're the type of guys who would be I right behind him. them. I hate him who scored. I hate him. Why? Because I just. Is that see what he did? He's coming to Rome, whatever he did. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I, made, I made the life out of me, but I think, yeah, I think we can do some good things. I don't think there's a lot of countries with our talent and um, youth, if you know what I mean. I think Belgium are up there, but they can't, they they can't play cycle, together, aren't they? Yeah, they're in the cycle and they can't even play together. So I think France are the only ones contesting us internationally. So I'm happy. Yeah, when it came into tournament with our de- uh, for me defensively was a real issue, Mick. I was generally, generally worried about our defense. I thought we'll be fine going forward because we've got arguably the second best attacking setup in the in the entire world. But defensively, we were by far and away the best defensive team. And other than a stunning freak against Denmark and a set piece against Italy, didn't like score it. Conceded. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Well, Muller, obviously. Stunning. Yeah. Uh, well. I think should have saved it, but whatever. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was a good free kick. It was a good free kick. Go on, mate. Defensively. <laughs> I mean, we've got three Yorkshire lads back there, haven't they? Three South Yorkshire lads back there. Ah, the, York, um, the Yorkshire brick wall. That's what they've called Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> um, and and, they, were, and the, they, they, were, they were outstanding. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and and Declan Rice and and Callum Phillips in front of them obviously added that weight, um, mm. but defensively for me, Kyle Walker's just been the player of the tournament defensively, without a shadow. Mm. You can you can take your Italians where and shove them where you want for me, um, <laughs> because defend, from a from a defensive point of view, uh, he, we would he's he's, he's, he's brilliant. I, I, I've got a big problem with Italians, big problem. And, and you know, I know why? You, would. you know why? I know you would. Well, why? 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 why it's not because they beat us. I don't mind. They were the better side on the night, and they probably deserved to win. Um, but for me, they're just they're just cheating scum, aren't they? 
They are <laughs> just cheats. You can't. I mean, you can't dress it up any other way. They are as bad as any any team that I can think of that I've got Ronaldo in. Any team, you know. What I mean, they're, they're just dreadful. It's just embarrassing. Genuinely, genuinely embarrassing. Are you winning, Danny? Um. Yeah, I, I am I am actually. I mean, with the Italians, they are the country that pushes gamemanship right to its limit in football. Because they are some people say they're clever the way they fall to the ground, but in other terms it's you felt someone just pinch you and you've gone down, which is what the Danish said about Raheem Sterling's penalty, but we'll leave that as it is. <laughs> um but the one thing that I've got an issue with with the Italians is um Number three, I forget his name. Number three is foul on Saka. That that was well, pulled him that back. Was a, that, yeah, that was a disgusting yeah. tackle to make in a football game. That's something more UFC inclined. He went football. to shake his hand as well. He went to shake his hand as well after. Yeah, they all do that. Does. They snap you and then go to shake your hand after. Yeah, but it definitely shows the difference between Italian football and English mm. football. We have more of a sporting game. They have more of a gamesmanship. Mentality mm-hmm. to football. Yeah, they're going to win at all costs, literally, yeah. no matter what the cost is. It doesn't matter what they, what their issues. They want to win and win and win. If they if that means oh, taking some of his head nah, off, they're nah, going to nah. do it. Yeah. That, that is you said, not that's, that's right. the, no, that. no, 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 no. If you want to win, nah, you little game. I'm not defending <laughs> it. But I, I, what I'm saying is that's what they do. Although I. I sort of, I don't want us to, I would never want England to play like that. But at the same time, I have a sort of an appreciation that that art, if you want to call it art, they've mastered Oh my. No, 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 and no. They, they, are, they are the best at it. And oh yeah, they're the best at it. That's, they're the best at it. That's not a compliment. That's not a compliment. It's not an art. First of all, right, I enjoyed the way England played the way. I like, I like the fact that we did it against them. But I look yeah. over sports, right, and this is another conversation. Non-contact sports such as basketball, there's ten times more contact in basketball than there is in our sport. But like, I understand if it if we're gonna do that, that's fine. Let's label it as a non-contact sport because that's what it is at the minute. We can't label it as this contact sport and then like see some of the fouls that get given. Okay. <laughs> and, and some of them that don't. And some yeah, of them that don't as well. Hundred yeah. percent. Uh, I mean, you know me, I'm not one to stick up for Jack Grealish at all. In fact, I will take every possible opportunity I can <laughs> to slag him off. However, if that challenge on Jack, Jack Grealish weren't a red card, I have never oh, seen God. one. And, yeah. and, and the yeah. fact that we've got... I mean, to, be, to give the referees due, it was, it was a good, ooh, three yards away, so he might not have seen it. Um, and the fact that he's only got four other people watching 15 different cameras watching it, they might not have seen it either. But I'm sure that Welsh player will got sent off for something similar, or a lot, well, a, lot a lot less than that. Um, mm. Would you know? And and the other couple of challenges in the tournament that have been not as bad as that that have suffered red cards. But it, it made no difference to the end of the end result, did it? At the end of the day, it just it's just an indication as to how some of these other countries see the game of football, um, and I, it doesn't do it for me. I'm afraid you know, just pack it no. in and create their own league somewhere. I think the yeah, Italians well, pulled an Ashton Villa and just turned and just took plug out right at that moment. Just took the yeah. ARs plug out. Was like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would surprise me. Um, one negative before we finish on a positive on the England chat. We've got to talk about the <coughs> a 
abuse that the, uh, the English players have received. Unfortunately, not surprising. Um, as soon as you think about it, what happened when the players are missed penalties, you knew straight away they were going to get the abuse that they got. That's obviously not, that's not a defence. That's just a sad state of affairs that we have to expect that these heroes uh, have put their, put, put their you know heart on the line and everything else not gone their way. And then these people see fit to take out their anger because of the colour of their skin. Um, Danny, I'll come to you wait first. We, do, we don't see this at our club as much. I mean, it may well happen, it may not, but when it's just a bad reflection on society and a bad reflection on football fans and everything, it's just bad. Yeah, it is. Um, but I've noticed it is normally uh, the players from clubs who have very big fan bases yeah. that get the most abuse. It's like, uh, it's not too long ago that we saw... Uh, one of Manchester United's players being pelted with coins and bottles and everything just because he was black and he was going to go and take a corner. Yeah. Um, and you've got the, the three main targets are the three players who missed the penalties because it's Rashford, Sancho and Saka. Uh, two of which, well, Sancho will be playing for Man United next season. Rashford's already there. And then Saka's is so unjust because he's such a brave young lad to step up and take the penalty at 19 years old. You know, he doesn't deserve that at his first major international tournament. It's just not fair. But people have uh, nitpicked little things to try and get under the skin as much as they can. And, and unfortunately, one of them things is the skin colour, which mm. is so abhorrently wrong to do towards another human being in this day and age. It's just, it's just so wrong in football. The sport that's meant to unite us against... Uh, meant to unite us with one common direction of we need in, we need to support England. And then as soon as they've lost, we're back straight down that divide again of skin colour. It's just wrong. It's make again you've been around longer than us. This has been a this has been a problem for longer than we've been around, but it's just it's got to stop. And Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they need to do more than they're currently doing to get these people reported. If it's a criminal offence, which it obviously is a criminal offence, action needs to be taken because it's not right. This can't continue. Yeah, I mean, the social media companies will not take any action. They will not take any action whatsoever um, because it's all about the money. And so, but 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 why should they have to take any action? You know, these people—they're just babies, aren't they? They're just little babies. We've seen it this season or last season. To, a, to a, a, a different degree, but the, the the principle remains the same. We don't know how to lose. We can't lose. And if we don't, you know, because we've never, we've not been taught how to lose as we've grown up. You know, it's this 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 battle for taking part generation almost, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, it is. You know, part of your growing up process, part of the process of growing up is to be able to handle disappointment, to be to be able to to, to learn how to lose. And we've had a generation of kids, and that's what the vast majority of these people are. Uh, I've had a generation of kids who've grown up no experience in losing at anything. So the first time something like this happens, we have to find somebody to blame. Um, and, and, you know, it, I, I just... The, the behaviour of some people who claim to support England, not only with this, I mean, this is this is, this is is probably, as, as, as Danny said, the, the, the most abhorrent part of it. But the behaviour of some of these people of a, of a, of a Sunday, overall, were just... just Embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Uh, you know, trying to forcing their way into the stadium and you know just 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 causing grief all over the country. 
it's just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. But we've had it in football, as you said, for many, many years. Same sort of people. Uh, the racism was a lot more open and, and, and widespread back in the 70s and 80s. But the violence of the, and the, the clowns that just go along because they want to scrap, they've always been there, you know. Uh, but now you can add into that the, the issues with social media, the issues with uh, certainly the mainstream media as well, or some of the mainstream media stoking the fires, um, you know, just, just for clicks. And, and, and when you start to add everything in there together, it, it's just it's a bit of a toxic sort of outcome, isn't it? And, and Sunday was just, the defeat on Sunday was just a sort of a, uh, a culmination of all that. Uh, and, and you see the worst of people that it embarrasses you as a football supporter that you have to, you know, you have to to be associated with it because we do have to be associated with it because it's our sport. But these yeah. clowns are just, they're just babies, just little babies. Ben, anything to add? I mean, it's, the reason they do it, in my opinion, is because they're so bitterly disappointed with their own lives that they're 30, 40, 50, spending all the money in a pub watching a 19-year-old achieve more than they'll ever dream of. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's You're it. Right. He's 19 like, taking I, a penalty. I, I, I like the way you simplify things, Ben. He is. He's, <laughs> he's 19 taking a penalty and you're finally, you're 40, 50, spending all your money in a pub. Let's look at the difference. Like, you, can, you even, you, can you even have an opinion? Like... <laughs> the other thing I would say on, on the racism topic, just, just, just sort of briefly... You know, if you know somebody who's responsible for some of these tweets, some of these Facebook posts, some of these Instagram posts, if you know they are, report them. Absolutely. You know, don't, yeah. do not, do not sit there and say how disgusting it is and, and not do anything about it. Pick up the phone, ring the police, report them, grass them up, make it public, make it be known. Because, you know, something's got to be done about it. And, and the, like we said, the social media companies are not going to do it because... Why would they? No, I think it's a fair shout, but I agree with I think well, I will agree with that one. Uh, well, final point on England, because I think we finished. It's been a fantastic tournament for England. Um, I think we'll just finish up by picking one person out each who you think's been the player. England's sort of, not as a standout player, but who's either surprised you or you've enjoyed watching him play. You mentioned Callum Phillips a minute ago. Uh, is he your sort of standout player for you? Yeah, I think he is, yeah. I think he's been brilliant. Definitely. Ben? Uh, Saka. I think the amount of... The, what he says about him to stand up and take a penalty at 19, the fifth penalty at 19, the is... The, like, that says all you need to know about him. So. He, he just looks like the happiest guy in the world as well. I just look... You know, that picture yeah. on the unicorn was just the happiest picture you'll ever want to see ever. <laughs> it's just beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, love it. Uh, Danny? I mean, there's been a few, aren't there, really? Yeah. Um, there's been a, a, a fair few. Um, but for me, I would say, I'm going to say Jordan Pickford. He has had an unreal tournament. To yeah. go the full the full length and only concede two goals, one of which was a very, very good free kick, and the other one were a bit of a shambles at the near post after he made an incredible save. He has to hold his head up high with that. And I don't know how the Italian keeper was one player of the tournament when he actually was a worse goalkeeper than Pickford was. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'll say Jordan Pickford, even though a, a lot of them are up there on his level this tournament. 
Pickford saved two penalties as well. Yeah, exactly. and lost. <laughs> and lost. He did his job. He did his job. Saving two penalties. He's the, he's the only England keeper to have saved a penalty in a major in a major tournament, and he saved about how many? He's about four or five four. now. At least four, four together, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there were rumours that it was going to be next up on the penalty takers as well. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen that. Yeah. Mind it you, it can take a good penalty though, Pickford. It can. Yeah, he's been super Pickford. I'm going to go Declan Rice. Um, I thought it was it was probably my match for me up until he got brought off. It was it was so important, and when he went off, we lost a lot of the energy in midfield. Anderson didn't quite fill the boots where I expect him to. And when Rice came first came in the England team eighteen months ago, whatever, I was really not convinced. I was really worried that that's the type of player we're bringing in, and he's just turned into this fantastic footballer. Um, and hopefully that continues. And him, him and others like that are one of the signs, good signs going forward. Um, anyway, enough England chat. 20, 20 minutes on England now. Um, back to what's important. Uh, Rotherham United, um, again, they broke his hearts normally, what, three months ago, two months ago. Um, but for the first time in 400 and something days, there were Rotherham fans watching Rotherham United at Parkgate on Saturday. Um, I didn't get to go because my wife had to work last minute. I was devastated that I couldn't go. Mick and Ben didn't have tickets. Danny, you were one of the 800 strong crowd. Uh, what was it like just to be amongst a crowd and fellow Millers again? Well, to be honest, I was quite lucky to go as well um, because uh, of course, a few days after I went to Code in Sheffield for the England-Germany game, mm. I got a ping on my phone saying you need to self-isolate oh, no. and ended up, <laughs> I ended up testing positive for covid and so in in the week I was meant to be going, so it's like, right, you know what? We'll keep doing tests every single day, yeah. and if I get a negative before I go, then I'm going. If not, then I'll give a ticket to somebody. Yeah. And on the Thursday, I tested negative, and then I get on the Friday and again Saturday morning. So it's like I'm going, <laughs> I'm going. I'll keep I'll keep myself to myself, and I'll keep distance from everybody just in case. But I'm going, um, and it. It was just so nice to be in that sea of red and white again. Mm. You know, just everybody's all cheering on Rotherham. I mean, there are a few Parkgate fans dotted about as well, like obviously mates of the players. Mm. But just to be in that general chatter and, and meet people that you haven't seen for over 16 months, you know, it was just so nice just to go, oh, how are you, how are you doing? Oh, nice to see you again. And, and then as the game builds up, you start to get that that sensation of we're back, you know, we're back and it's a Rotherham match day. Uh, it, I mean, fair play to Parkgate for hosting us. I mean, bless them, they conceded 11. But just to just to see the Rotherham players again, you know, it would just, it just warms your soul. I'll say that, it warms your soul. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of them have never, never seen live before. You know, I, I personally, I can't see Vixie Hansen. It sounds a, a daft little thing. But he's become a bit of a cult hero this last this last year or so, and just to get behind him in flesh, it's going to be. So, so I'm looking forward to all of it. I can't wait. <laughs> really excited now. It, it was having it was having um, conversations with a few fans down the yeah. end of the pitch as well. Who, like you say, we're obviously just nice to see him in person. Yeah, it was brilliant. I'm looking forward to this. Mick, you didn't go because you were meant to be away. You didn't end up going away um, no. because of one thing or another. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just exciting that fans are back in. Five thousand, the five thousand, the tickets into hit five thousand. Say it sold mm. on day of recording, mate. It's gonna, it's just building and building. Yeah. 
to build it. It is, and it's just, it's not very far away, is it? And, and it's just, no. it's almost within touching distance now. Um, and, and I kind of don't want any friendlies at New York. I prefer it if there were no friendlies at New York. They were all a long way away where I can't go. I want my first first experience back in that ground to be a league game, to be a game that means something. It's not going to be, obviously, because we've got some friendlies. But it would be great if, if, if it was that first league game. I mean, the atmosphere is just going to be fantastic anyway. Um, and I suspect possibly the, the crowds for the, the home friendlies are going to be pretty um, mm. pretty decent as well. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's been too long. We've been away for too long and it, and it, and it, cost, us, it cost us a place of championship in my view, potentially. Oh. So, you know, it, 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 we've got to start all over again now. We start back where we left off. Um, well, hopefully not quite where we left off at Rochdale because nobody wants to see that again, do they? But, Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm. I just, I'm just, I'm absolutely buzzing. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, it's eleven nil, eleven nil win, Danny. So in in previous I know performances don't work. But is there anything that stood out in the game? Any little performances? Any goals in particular? Real highlights were minimal anyway. What stood out for you on the day, goal wise? Um, I would say, especially in the well, in the first half, Josh Kaode looks a very strong and fast mm. player. Um, if he can keeps up the level of intensity that he showed against Partigay, he will be class in League One. And he's already starting to build a good uh, playing relationship with Ogbeni as well. Because every time Chio went down the right, Keode was in the box, and nine out of ten crosses were exchanged mm. between the two of them. And, and he got a goal as well. It, it were a penalty. Um, but... He, he got a goal on his first, should we, should we say, Rotherham game back after going yeah. out on loan and in his pursuit of first team football now. Mm. So that so that that was good. That was, it was a good showing from Coyote. Um Later on in the second half, Matt Crook scored an absolutely filthy I've seen goal. That. Yeah, but he ruled out for offside, <laughs> and it was like, no, don't do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Vladipo yeah. got a hat trick as well, so mm. that might be a good omen for Lee One if he's already scoring a hat trick in pre season. Um, but I, I have to give Park Gate credit for how they played as well mm. because from the first minute to the 90th minute, they just didn't stop, they kept up their level of intensity and really gave us a game. And I think the only reason we won by that big of a scoreline was because we were a championship club last season. So we've still got that level of quality in the core of the team. Mm. Um, but now Parkgate played brilliantly. Their goalkeeper were their man of the match. <laughs> just, just from some of the saves they pulled off, it like you've seen league keepers do worse in mm. in a game against Rotherham. So fair play to him. And, he, and he, his head didn't go down. Every goal he scored, he was like, right, come on, let's just keep going. So no, fair play to Parkgate now. They played too. Mm. Definitely, and it's been a bit of a bundle, bundle of cash at a time when clubs like that desperately need it as well. A year that they've had and we've all had clubs like that are desperate for cash. And it's good that we've, I know there's other clubs locally, which we haven't done it for, which we can't do it for everybody. Um, but Parkgate have uh, done well on the pitch, well, played well on the pitch, but then financially been massive for them. Um, Strider Ben, it talks about Josh Code there and Freddie getting at trick, um, and Michael Smith still with us as things stand. It's going, be, it's going to be an interesting fight for that for the top few top few spots because if Coyote forms and scores, 
the chance are it's going to knock Freddie out of the team. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on Freddie. It's, it's not, he won't be playing in League One, which is different to not playing in Championship. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I think Freddie should play. I think it's Coyote's spot to earn, no matter what, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, if Freddie plays crap and Coyote scores, Coyote, 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 Coyote scores. You're saying the same I thing. I know. I can't. <laughs> it sounds different. But if That's like saying, scores, is it Ben or is it Ben? It's Ben. If Coyote scores, you know, like scores one or two in every single game, and Freddie plays awful. Yeah, that's the reason why Coyote can't come into the team. But it's going to be interesting, man. Freddie's at uh, League One is Freddie's league, I think. Uh, but it's going to be interesting, man. I'm excited. I'm always excited to start the <laughs> season. 100 and, 110 points. <laughs> <laughs> Record breaking season. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I'm, yes, it's really exciting. Really, really exciting. I love this time of season. It's one of them. I know the end of the season is where business happens. But at the start of the season, it's not gone wrong yet. Everything's. Everything, <laughs> the, the hope is still there, isn't it? <laughs> there speaks that there speaks a Rotherham fan of you of many years. <laughs> Here we are in August. Welcome to August. It's not gone wrong yet. <laughs> That's all I've got to cling on to, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you're there, mate. You're there. <laughs> You've arrived. <laughs> a couple of trialists played. Um, well, one trialist played. Sorry, uh, I think it was. Am I right? The former Burton player, do you know? Um, Reese Hutchinson was the player who. The childish player who played second half. Yeah, uh, is it, he, am I right? He, he, Google says he's left back. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He, he did really well, to be honest. Hmm. Um, he he showed he showed very good pace on the left hand side. He's got a good cross on him. Um, I think it, it may have been a little bit of an unfair release from Burton because he's progressed through their academy got injured at the start of last season. I think he were only really walking um, towards the end of September again. So it could have been a fallout with Jim, uh, with uh, Hasselbank, mm. their manager, I don't know. But to say he's on he's on trial with us and he's played like that in his first game, no wonder Paul Warren's got a little bit of an interest in him now. Um, but like they've said, they'll have another look at him after the Hungary training camp and then go from there. Yeah, look at his stats, Mick. He's played 25 times, a um, couple of years ago. It, what injury did he have? What injury did he have? Um, it, was some, it was something to do with his knee, and he and it stopped him putting weight on one of his knees. Uh, I, I had a I had a stalk of his Twitter, um, and, it, and it said he was just back walking in September of 2020. So it must have been quite serious if he were only walking in September. That's time yeah. to play one, though, isn't it? Vengeful player who got released because of injury. I mean, is there a more dangerous athlete than that? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And you look, he's it, it, it played twenty. We've well, played about twenty-five times, forty-three times in total uh, for Burton over a couple of seasons, Mick. Um, and again, we're we're a, a good club to look at for somebody like him who's just been released but has played a reasonable amount of time. Paul Warren's not a snob. Just because you've been at Burton and been released by Burton, one is not going to just. Forget about it. If if he thinks you've got something there, he'll play you in a play you in a game and 
Dennis is bringing you on. For him, he's he's just should be looked at by Matt all Sunday and people like that who have come in as fullbacks, played well and played, and then moved on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's just not got to look much further than Michael Smith, has he? Yeah. Taken off bench at Bury and now being loaded by some championship clubs uh, because of because of what uh, what he's done at Rotherham United. So so yeah, I mean it won't be a bad move for him. And Burton, in my experience, limited experience of Burton, I've been have been a nasty, horrible side. Not a nasty, a horrible side to play into in the sense that you know they've been very very solid, very difficult team to break down in the past. If that's if that's the kind of um, culture that he's come through he's going to be a decent defender you would have thought yeah so yeah i mean listen i trust i trust this um this recruitment team a lot more than some other millers by the looks of it, you know looking through social media but i do trust them um and if he's the right man he'll come and if he's not the right man he won't so, yeah. a, good um, look, a couple of the years yeah uh, a couple of tr- try what people have trained with us uh, Lewis Page, who again is supposedly a left back with Charlton. I haven't seen anything confirmed on that that it was training with us, but that's a rumour. Again, he's another, again, reportedly injury prone left back, uh, um, but that's not really confirmed from anywhere. That's just rumours. Uh, I, as reported from the advertisers today, Josh Chapman is a goalkeeper who I think has been released from Sheffield United, uh, and we'll be looking at bringing him as a third choice keeper. Um, Danny, if we, every club needs a third choice keeper. If you're not getting anybody in the youth youth ranks to run through a bench like we did with Lawrence Bilbo a few years ago, makes perfect sense. Just relief from a big club. If it fits the personality mould, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I had a chance to see him warming up at half time with um, with Vickers and Johansson. And uh, like I say, he's a young lad. I think he's only 18 or 19 or so. Just released from Sheffield United end of last season. And like, like we've already said, he will be a development sort of player and will probably play more reserve team football and first team football. Mm. But you still, you need a backup. Say if Johansson gets injured again, which knowing Johansson, he probably will because, <laughs> you know, it's Johansson. He'll run head first into a brick wall if he has to. <laughs> um, so it's just nice just to have that little bit of security of, you know, we have, if Johansson does get injured, we still have a keeper on the bench just in case. But mm-hmm. no, I think I think he will develop well here because, as we've proven in the past, we are a little bit of a development club. We we bring players in, we develop them, and then they move on and they have really good careers. It's like the um, the Argentine keeper who's just won Copa America. <laughs> you know, that's incredible. And he had <laughs> a half season loan with us, and he's just cracked on from there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think about the day. Yeah, right, yeah, I'm claiming uh, that. Why not? Yeah, it made, it yeah. made it made him roll from uh, one <laughs> one the Copper America we are seen it. I think Victor will be fine this season because um, Gavin Ward's not refereeing our division, so he'll be all right. There we go. <laughs> no, we don't have uh, what's his name at at Preston swinging his boot at his face as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ted Evans. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you put a lot of pressure on League One referees being slightly better, Mick. Uh, I'm open they, are. they are because it's not a very high bar, is they it? Are because they've got no. something to prove. Championship referees haven't. League One aren't professional, so they've got something to prove. But Championship aren't, so they can just sit back and just do what they want and have problems with keepers for no apparent reason. <laughs> you see, you haven't let it go yeah. either. I have let it go. I just said that to try and get you going. <laughs> you don't need to do that. You just need to say his name. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was, Tucker Keepers, Victor Johansson came in last year as second choice. Didn't he? So, and then they'll wait what can happen. So, football's a funny old game, couple of injuries, and your third choice keeper becomes your first choice, and your third choice left back becomes your first choice right back, and all these crazy things can happen in football. Um, <laughs> so, that's that. Um, Hungary trip, Mick. Um, week away in Hungary. Um, it's good for them to get away, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah they, get, they get to go. I know it's not a holiday, but they get to go away for a few days. It's a change of scenery. And it's been around each other 24-7, isn't it? Um, and it's about building that, building those relationships, building those those memories of, of, of a more intense atmosphere, if you like, with just each other to to to, to bounce off. Um, it, it, you know, the, the, it's it's a great idea, and you know, we all know that they're going to be put through the paces big time while they're there. Yeah. And, and hopefully, not only will it build character, but it should build relationships as well, which which is a massive thing. It will, yeah. They'll love a bit more freedom. I know they're still going to stay in the bubble, but obviously, Hungary with some of the Euros, they don't have any restrictions at the minute, so they'll be able to do whatever they want within within reasonable guidelines, uh, what they can do, which is good. Um, Danny, when we for the past few years we went to Austria, it's it's very like Mick just mentioned, it's very very good team building stuff. Hard work. You saw the pictures today of the staff on their room. It looks incredibly hard work. And they were yeah, just a picture. It, it does. I mean, you wouldn't catch me running up a massive mountain <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning. Not at all. <laughs> um, but I think it also proves, <clears throat> excuse me, that there's there's levels to how different clubs treat pre-season training camps. Because like with us, it's just the players, the training staff, and the and it's the it is just the training staff leading the whole exercise. So I think that shows that overall our club is united in the whole fitness idea. But then you've got clubs like Fleetwood who have got Ant Middleton leading their pre-season camp. <laughs> and he's got them jumping in the Irish Sea as part of theirs. And it's like, wow. you, you know, and I think we are going the right route where it's mm. going to be hard and it's going to be very fitness orientated. But at the same time, it is a little bit like a working holiday. You've got mm. your hard work, but then you've got your fun at the end of it. And it's like one has said, he's putting emphasis more on fun at the end of it this time round because it's you, you you build stronger relationships with people through fun interactions rather than just running up a big hill together. Mm. So I, I, I think going to Hungary is the right move rather than staying in England. And they've said it was cheaper as well. Yeah, with COVID yeah. testing, it's crazy that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got the irony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Ben you're a big fitness boy um, you've got a lot of training at the minute trying to be an NFL padding type thing um, <laughs> it, that, that is right though you've got to enjoy what you're doing if you're just training and you, you just sort of feel like you're training for the sake of doing it you're going to stop doing it you've got to enjoy what you're doing to an extent and there's an aim to it isn't there oh yeah the minute you start becoming fun is just by doing it but it's different strokes for different folks isn't it some people with Ann Middleton, some people will, you know what I mean, that'll help them no matter what. And then some people like to be kind of, not nurtured, and, and that sounds too soft, but like, I don't know what the word is, like built up, if you know what I mean. Uh, I, know, I, I people, know what you mean. I know what you mean. And some people try, some people just like to be teared down and that fuels them. And some people like to be built, uh, but it's different strokes for different folks. And listen, if it gets us promoted, 
It's whatever works for the team, isn't it? It's whatever works at that moment. So I've no problem with it. And fit one is obviously going to test the fitness because, uh, <laughs> well, apparently from the player he used to be, the stories I've heard. So if it works, it works. We'll see it um, in the season, won't we? Who uh, oh, 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 the hell's Ant Middleton? Is the SOS SAS guy? SOS. Who's that SOS guy? <laughs> <laughs> is that who dares win though? Whoever it is, who dares win? Yeah. You'll have seen him. You'll have seen him. He was on telly. Army, army guy. Army guy. He was. Uh, fine. Whatever. Military guy. You'll see. He's got. He's got a beard. You, you will have seen him. He's, will, he's a typical see. army type of oh, army yeah. hard man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Fine. Yeah. yeah. He got the boot from Channel Four from a very risky tweet that he did a bit ago. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, not not for other United. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so we talked about the trap. The two, three trialists we've got coming in. Um, is there any any of three got any other other rumours you've heard of incoming players? The Sean Rooney one seems to have died a little bit of a death. I think um, Messi's contract's up in it. Well, <laughs> they've registered him. They have signed him, but they've registered. Oh. Messi. So, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember a conversation a couple of a couple of well back in the last season about trying to find him some somewhere to live in Rotherham. And I think that was stumbling block, weren't it? Before, so <laughs> you never know, mate. You never know. He's knocking on in years now, and he's so you know, you know, I'm going to drop down a level. Yeah, unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Danny. Any any transfer rumours you've seen? I've not seen very much of the past few, other than the three we've mentioned. I haven't seen very much. No, it's it's gone very quiet at the minute. I have seen that Paul Warren has been talking to two potential targets. One hmm. was the day before they went to Hungary, and one was like on the day. Hmm. Um, but other than that, I've not really heard any like names mentioned. I know we've put an emphasis on defence now because we've only mm. got one solid back four that we could put out, really. And we've got Tilt and Angus McDonald injured. So we need to strengthen defence. And I think he's also after a midfielder, a wide player and a possible striker because I've noticed that number nine's vacant now. Yes, it is. So we've gone from only needing four or five to potentially needing about seven or eight in the space of a, of a couple of weeks. So yeah. it might pick up a little bit after Hungary. Um, but at, at this moment in time, there's there's no names flying about at all. Mm. Uh, and the yeah, Euros are finished now, aren't they, as well, which is going to make yeah. a difference. That's going to start a kick to start the transfer market and it'll find its way down to us eventually. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. I've not seen, uh, not, to be honest, I've not seen Rob Scott running around car park at New York waving his hands in air in a blind panic yet. <laughs> so I'm assuming that things are going all right. I keep it's looking out for him. I will, I, will, I, will, I will say, I have a sneaky bit of information with Rob Scott. Um, cool. He lives just down the road from where I am and his car comes home very late at night at the minute during the week. <laughs> it's like, I hope, I hope you're pulling long days at the office, Rob, and you're not, and you're not just out enjoying yourself you need to be working yeah. some <laughs> yeah. that's definitely a good sign late, late nights uh, from the office is a good sign for us definitely yeah yeah well it, i'm not gonna say that no don't say that 
Don't say anything incriminating. No. I'm not going to say incriminating, but I'm not going to say it. Okay, not going to say anything. Um, Mick, you mentioned <laughs> squad numbers. I know you don't care about squad numbers, but I do care about squad numbers. Do. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, I like that Dan Barley has moved to a standard number. He's moved to number four. He's took Sean McNall's number, which I'm a fan of. Um, Kieran Sadlier, it might be nothing, but Kieran Sadler has taken over number seven shirt, which again, for me, feels like a good sign. They tend to leave these shirts for people that feel that's going to be important. And as I mentioned, number nine shirt is wide open and vacant as things stand. Um, ben, I assume you don't care. It's not squad numbers are really important to some people. Okay. Squad cool. numbers sometimes someone's whole motivation to even play the sport. So yeah. I do care. Okay. You do care. What, what's your opinion on it? Well, I well, I don't care about checking number seven because you know what I mean I, that's just socially accepted as a very good number for some reason. But I mean it is what it is, isn't it? Some pe- okay. uh, that being said, it does kind of indicate that he's gonna start. <laughs> Um, so it's gonna be interesting, man. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think the number two is still open as well. No, no I'm yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Coyote just took 19. I, I, had a, I had a thought that Coyote might take the number nine shirt. I'm a little bit surprised it hasn't because I thought you know, it, 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 it might have asked for it. Um, Although maybe you don't want the, the curse of George Hurst hanging over his head from last season, maybe because that's part of it. Might as well just retire the number nine shirt now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll finish off on the potential outgoings. Where, well, one confirmed outgoing to Trevor Clark, uh, who has gone over to Bristol Rovers for a fee. I don't know what the fee is. Um, but for him to play as little as he did, Danny, and then get a little bit of money from him, is not the... It's, it's a frustrating move from start to finish, but in terms of an exit, it sort of makes sense all around. Yeah, I mean, like you say, it must be frustrating for him to come over to England and not get as much game time as he would have wanted. But I think the reason we signed him was because we thought Joe Matic might move on somewhere else. Mm. Because at the time, he was kicking towards 30, and we thought he might move somewhere else, but he stuck with us. He was his contract as well, weren't he? Were he out of contract into that season as well? I can't remember, but I know that he did sign a new contract maybe one or two years ago. Mm. Uh, and I think it just didn't work out with Clark. It was the same with Purrington. We signed Purrington for a similar reason, didn't work out, and we still got a money's worth for him. And now the same has happened with Clark. And I mean, he wasn't a bad player. It's not because he played badly that he got shuffled off. It was just, just didn't get the opportunity with us, you know, and hopefully he gets it at Bristol Rovers and he can crack on a bit. Um, but we've always got that memory of him scoring that wonder goal. He has Doncaster in the Pizza <laughs> Trophy. Um, and we won 3-2. So we can we can hold that memory of him, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's on that list of players, Mick, that I just wish he'd have done well. I really, really wanted him to do well. Yeah. It just never happened. He had 10 minutes here and there. Like Dennis says, he had a, uh, he had a good goal. We just always bits and bobs. Yeah, it was, and 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 I, I he is like you said, one of those players that you desperately, desperately want to do well. For me, George Erskine was another one of those. You, I really, really wanted him to do well, and he just and he just didn't. But I, I, I don't think Trevor Clark fits with whatever's happening at the club. I just don't, and I don't know why. It's not something that I can put my finger on. But even when he was playing, he did 
he didn't really look to me like he was part of the team and that makes that's a ridiculous thing to say but I don't know there's just something about it that it didn't fit and I don't know what it is I can't put my finger on it um, I hope he has a good career he's a really really quick lad um, and, and I'm sure he's a really nice lad as well otherwise he wouldn't have been at, at, at New York so um, I, I hope he goes on and, and does really really well but um, and he's gone to a decent club as well a, a good club as well a good uh, club with, a, with yeah. a questionable manager well you know yeah yeah, that's that's as maybe, but um, yeah, well, that league, Bristol Rovers are a big club for League Two. Oh, yeah, they're, they're they're a big club, full stop, aren't they? In terms of support and and, and everything else, <laughs> and you're right. I'm surprised he's gone to somebody like that as a manager, um, but he'll not stick around for very long, will he? He'll get he'll get fired, he'll get sacked, or assess him or punch somebody or whatever. Who's it's manager? Oh, it's it. Yeah, so it's 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 worth what he said. Well, I, I, I mean. <laughs> He does it time and again, doesn't he? So it's only a matter of time before he gets locked up or or whatever. Mm. I don't know. It's going to happen. The thing <laughs> is, the thing is, with him playing what ten minutes, playing less time than George Hurst, and then going to manage like that, makes me wonder what what he's been doing in training. Mm. It must have been awful in training. <laughs> it must have been awful with an awful attitude, especially if he's going to Joe Barton. I think it says a lot about him. Because uh, Hurst played more time than him. Uh, so it makes me wonder how he's performing in training. And then going to a manager like that says a lot. So I think it's at best. Interesting be take, isn't it, If I'm being honest. Yeah. Interesting take. Um, ben, again, we come to you with fitness questions and sports science questions. Even though you have zero qualifications, I should put that out there. Before what I the qualifications mean? It's a piece of paper. I, I understand some of the important. That's what Ben is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Curtis Till apparently tore his hamstring very badly just just a few short weeks ago. Ben, um, he he put on Twitter that he is back running on grass. Like this bike. rang a lot of alarm bells with a lot of people, including myself, thinking, "Oh, hang on here." It's, what Paul Warren's words were: "It's a bad tear." I think it's something along those lines. Um, thoughts. I'm, I looks it. I mean, bad hamstring tear. Uh, hamstring, from my knowledge, is one of the most important muscles when moving, walking, running. Uh, so to be running, it, it, it can't be bad. It can't be bad. A bad tear would be, you said October, it would be on the city or in bed or whatever. It'd be bed bound with crutches uh, if he's running. That is not a bad tear. I think they've mistaken players. <laughs> Put the wrong name down on injury list. I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm just baffled as you are, to be honest with you. Is it, there's a mistake somewhere. Well, hopefully it weren't a bad tear and he is back running and you know, not yeah. rushing back. Um, I, he's, he's another player that I'd like to see do well for us. Um, and, and I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere in the back of my head, says that he's telling me something somewhere is telling me that he probably doesn't really want to be here mm. don't know why i've not i've got nothing at all to back that up uh and i might be miles off the mark and I, I, so I, it just i don't know i don't know it's just something that's an interesting somewhere take. that's very interesting because to say that he's injured some people do that in sports in the past because they don't want them to play for the club and then to put on twitter that you're running is a rebellious type thing, maybe. That's interesting, that. I hadn't thought about it like that. 
I, I thought it from the start, to be honest. But I, I don't yeah, know. We'll good. see. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Danny, any thoughts? It feels like we're, we're talking about some conspiracy theories here, which I yeah, yeah, I was just, I was just about to say, we're going down rabbit hole here. We might have yeah, to get yeah. a laptop soon. Um, but I, I, potentially, it, they might have thought it was a bad hamstring tear to start with and a scan said something different. I don't know. Um, but like you said, for one to say he might be out until October and then only a few days later, he's saying he's back on the grass it's a bit mm, it, 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 I wouldn't really say it's an alarm bell but there's like a little chime at the back of your head that mm. says that doesn't add up does it yeah but I, I don't know we might be looking too much into it or it might come out that he just wants away but we've got him under contract till when is it about is it 24 or 23 that he's under contract till it's at least two years yeah so we, we might be saying the injury thing because he wants away and it's like we don't want him to go. So we're saying, oh, he's injured, no one come after him. But th then for him to do that, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's one of them things where you've seen a bit of suspicion and if he ends up forcing a move away, we'll say, you force that. And if not, and he cracks on when his supposed injury clears up, then we could say it got a bit conspiracy theory between yeah. fans. But we'll see what happens. The yeah, more absolutely. I think about it, it just makes me think that he's being a little baby. And well, not a little baby. <laughs> not a little baby. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But to put that on after you know your manager's just come out and said, I'm out to October, and then nothing be released from the club, and then to put that on is that's you know that doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. For nothing to be released externally from the club or whatever internally i mean that's that more than dodgy that that's very attitude i want to move away i'm going to force my move away and i'm going to make the club look bad if i don't get my move type thing interesting i know ben's partial to a conspiracy theory so i understand where you're coming from uh, I don't. I don't want to show up our unofficial expert saying this, but um, with hamstring tears, anything above a one is classed as severe. But you've, I think, you've got two uh, A and two B, and of the two, if you have a two B, your hamstrings are messed up for quite a while. Because mm. I was playing, I call it college football, because I was at college playing football. Um, <laughs> And I did both the hamstrings. One was a 2A and one was a 2B. And the one that was a 2B is still affecting me, and it were about three years ago. So th there's that. But if it, if it's only one hamstring and it's a 2A, he could maybe be running right now. Not not like full intensity running, mm. like in full training, but just like doing lines up and down, potentially. Mm. But if, it, if they've come out saying it's a severe tear... It could be a, a two A or a two B, with a two B mm. being worse. Ben, you've been trumped. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't I, I don't. I'm going to say this right now. It's touching wood. I don't need the muscles. I'm touching wood <laughs> right now. This is a bone. This is a bone, and I know I did wrong because I'm right. stupid or whatever. Okay. We're going to move on. Ben. We've got we've got much longer than we've gone. We haven't talked about Smith or Crook moving away yet. So, quick, about five minutes on Crook and Smith. Mick, the, the crook's interest is ramped up. Uh, Ipswich, Ipswich's pathetic offers have been rebuffed, as they should have been. 
and the championship clubs have start apparently started to come in with I think the, the phrase on the advertising was something like significantly increase from Ipswich offer, but still below our our asking price. You would have assumed that's if it's significantly but higher nip switch, that should blow them out of the water and we can forget about them. Yeah. Yeah, you would hope so, wouldn't you? Like we said on the, on the last podcast there, and their, their offers were just derisory, really. So um, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, if if uh, we don't get a valuation met, I don't think he'll go. I don't think they'll sell. I genuinely don't. Um, so... We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. To be honest with you, from my own point of view, from a club point of view, and from a Matt Crook's point of view, I hope he gets a decent move. I hope he gets a good move because it'll suit all parties. It'll suit him to get himself playing back in the Championship and, and, and further his career. And it, it'll benefit the club because obviously we'll get a really, really good fee for him uh, and make a massive profit on it. And then, and then what that does in turn is it makes other players look at, well, look what's happened with Matt Crooks? He's gone there from... From, from Northampton and now he's playing for X, Y, or Z in Championship and he's had a, a £2 million move, £3 million move, whatever, whatever. Uh, I, I wonder whether Rotherham's a place for me. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it starts to cultivate that sort of culture as well, which is clearly what, what the plan is down in New York. So um, I kind of hope he gets the move, if I'm honest. And mm. likewise with Smithy, exactly the same principle applies for me. Yeah, I think Smith is probably hard to replace. I know that sounds a really daft thing to say because how good Crooks is. But Smithy is so important to the way we play. Um, he's been rumoured again, Ben, championship clubs. Uh, Paul Warren said something on the lines of, don't come in with a 250 grand offer, which says to me somebody has come in with that kind of offer for Michael Smith. Um, it's a million uh, It's a million quid for Smithy, isn't it? This is disrespectful. Anything under a million is disrespectful to the hard work he's put in, disrespectful to the what he's contributed to our team. I th- I'm baffled as to what, who thinks that's going to go to, you know what I mean, from the office or whatever, gets, oh yeah, that's a good offer that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, who thinks that? When five, Will Grigg went for five million a couple of years back and you're looking at that offer and it's like, really? Like, mm. am, I, do I, like am I the only one that sees these things or like, am I the only one that watches him play? Because... They must be thinking it's from Michael Smith from Park Gale or something because it's unreal. Uh, but <laughs> it will be hard to replace uh, because of the work ethic that he's got uh, and stuff like that. But that being said, if he does go and you bring someone else in with that work ethic, they then become another player that's hard to replace, if that makes sense, uh, in yeah. a different way, uh, which is a good routine to get into. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Uh, Danny, your thoughts on Smith, on both players, really? Your thoughts on the bids that have so far supposedly come in? And, uh, well, on that, yeah. I, I agree that Smith's a very hard player to replace because he brings something unique to our front line. And I know a lot of people think it goes back to the stereotype of just lump it forward to Michael Smith, but it's, it's more than that. He's also quite good on the ball, so he's hard mm. to replace. So, like, like you say, a million for Smith isn't exactly overselling him. It's a really valid offer. Um, but with the crook situation, for Ipswich to come in very low with two bids, part of it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's just testing the water and that's business, you know, we'll see where they are. But at the same time, I think a lot of clubs still have the mentality of, oh, it's Rotherham, they'll sell him, they'll sell him just to get money. 
Yeah. And for us to be in a position where we can say to Ipswich, you've offered us possibly 600k and we've said no, it's like that shows we're in a healthy, healthy position financially. And then to say the championship clubs increase that and then we've turned it down, you know, so it's, it's like it's like Mick says. It, we hope we, it goes for a good. Um, we hope we get start again. Put the teeth back in. We hope he gets a good deal out of it. But at the same time, we're not in a position where we have to sell him because he's, he's still got a year left on his deal, which I think trips a lot of people up, thinking we'll lower the price because we've still got the option on his contract of adding it on for another year. So we could do a situation like with Volks, where we offered that eight year extension. And then got over two million for him mm. from from Cardiff. So we could have a similar situation with Crooks, but we have to remember Crooks's whole setup is in Yorkshire. You know, he's got the Jordan Sinnott Foundation, which is based in Huddersfield. Well, well, around Huddersfield, his family's all in Yorkshire. So why would he move somewhere as far away as Ipswich? Mm. You know, I have to think of the human side of it as well. So I think if he was to go anywhere, he'd go to a Yorkshire club, and out of his, and if he had a choice, he'd go back to Huddersfield. But unless that offer comes in, I reckon he'll stay with us. Because he hasn't said no to a new deal. He's just said, we'll see where we are next year. Yeah. And if he has got an option like he probably has, then yeah. he's affected at two years of his contract because there's no way we're not going to extend it. So it's, it's essentially a two-year contract, isn't it? Mm. Um, which is, yeah. Right. We're going to finish there because we've got over an hour, which is what we do um so thank you all for listening and if you watch on youtube thank you for that as well please subscribe on youtube if you can and like the video if you're on itunes uh, give us a subscribe and five stars if you can as well we would very very much appreciate that uh we'll be back at some point in the near future we've got so many friendly games coming in the next few weeks and things such as that so we'll keep coming probably once a week until the season starts and then when the season starts we're gonna do a couple of different things we have planned but we'll see, see how they come through when the, the planning ends and the action starts um there so thank you very much thank you danny for joining us today we've enjoyed it mate we've, we've, we've been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a good natter hasn't it it's been very good <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's tom millers for a minute oh, definitely. uh mick you've been uh, pretty positive today which makes a positive change uh, thank you very much oh uh, thanks very much uh, 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 whatever <laughs> <laughs> and ben uh, I hope your arm gets better. Thank you. Yeah, this. Thank you. Oh, God. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's different. It's different. A broken arm is like, what, six, seven weeks? I'm not, I don't know. Wrist is up in three weeks, so it's different. It's completely different, but whatever. Anyway, this is on my arm. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>